Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Talk Money, sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. My name is Tal Goldsby, filling in for Keith today. To my right is uh, Mr. Jason Harrington, a managing director with Shoemaker, Shoemaker Financial. How are you doing today, Jason? I'm doing pretty good. I'm you're, filling in for uh, Jim. I'm actually taking over for Jim. You're taking over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just okay. letting you know. Okay. All right. Well, I hope he's not listening this morning. He I hope know he that. is. You hope, I hope he, he is, is listening. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a first uh, for us hosting the radio show. I'm looking yes. forward to see what we can do the of next many. hour. First of many. I, I'm, we've, we're already talking, trying to find agents and yeah. seeing what the next step in the uh, Making yeah. this a full-time job. Uh, give me, give me uh, your honest feedback on this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous do you think? I'm, I'm almost mm-hmm. positive Keith and Mr. Schumacher are listening somewhere. Right. So how nervous do you think they are that we're sitting in their chairs today? Uh, the, from a compli- on a 10? Uh, Art, you say a, a, a 9? Nine. Nine. Okay. Well, from a, from a compliance standpoint <laughs> yeah, yeah. or from just a, you know, their what careers, say. Their radio careers. Well, I, I, I don't think they're nervous at all about their radio careers. Well, Even, I mean, they got, I'm, I'm not saying they don't have the brains for it. Sure. I mean, they do, but you and I, we're the total package. We got the brains and the looks. The looks, right. But you realize we're on radio. Oh, well, we, webcam. Webcam. Hi, everyone yeah. out there. Yeah. All right. Well, well, good deal. Well, we have an exciting show for uh, everyone out there in Memphis today. Um, we have a couple folks coming to tell us a little bit about what's going on in the financial services industry. Uh, we're going to talk to Jamie Cochran about disability insurance, something that a lot of folks don't uh, yeah. hear a lot about and don't know uh, a ton of uh, what's going on in that world. And also, Miss Haley Kemp's going to come and talk to us about what it's like good to morning, be a Haley. financial advisor. How are you doing this morning, Haley? Good. Awesome. All right. Well, good deal. Well, uh, Jason, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what's going on in Memphis and anything you got going on. Uh, nothing I got going on. I know I stayed up late to watch the game last night. Did you do the same? I, oh, you were there. I was there, yeah. What I was, was it like? Uh, well, I, you know, it was not exciting for a while, and then all of a sudden at the end it got real exciting and uh, forced me to stay up a little bit later than I wanted to. Overtime. Because, overtime, yeah. Second but it, in a row. I know, but the grindhouse was rocking last night. I bet. I tell you what, Memphis, uh, for about four minutes there, they're like they could beat anybody in the world. I, I mean, the, the whole game, it was pretty awesome. It was entertaining and everything, but uh, – you know the Oklahoma City guys. They, they just find with a couple of the last couple of games. They had a couple of miracle shots there yeah, at the end. That four was point ridiculous. Plays. Well, what, what are you going to do, Westbrook? But, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. But let's let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll start talking to Jamie about disability insurance, uh, and let's let's check do a market watch and uh, see what's going on about uh, uh, with uh, traffic traffic and weather in Memphis. But yeah, uh, but, hey, before we take a quick break, let me ask you a question. Sure. Are you doing uh, your big uh, barbecue fest thing this year? Uh, I am. Are you going downtown? I am. Yep, I am. Okay, cool. And Jamie's going too, Jamie. So we'll uh, we'll probably ask you a little bit about that song too. Are you going to be cooking? Yes, I'll be cooking. Oh, well. can I come eat? No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Tal can. Uh, Haley can. Uh, you know, t- cat, Tal? Yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen how much he can eat? It's pretty dangerous. Okay. All right. That's, but, it. that's good. All right. Well, good deal. Well, let's check on uh, weather and traffic and see what's going on around the city. Um. Welcome back, everybody. This is Talk Money, sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. We're here today talking with Jamie Cochran, 
Jamie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Good, Jamie. Before we get started about disability insurance, why don't you just tell the folks out there just a little bit about yourself, where you've come from, and uh, what you do with the company? Certainly. Thanks, Tal. Uh, once again, my name is Jamie Cochran. I'm a financial advisor uh, here at Shoemaker Financial. Uh, got in this business over five years ago, and I had been working for a couple <laughs> different companies in a, in a previous career and uh, ended finding out what it meant to be a financial advisor and interviewed with a lot of firms in town and found that I was a great fit with Shoemaker Financial. Um, I haven't turned back since, so really enjoyed it and uh, got a beautiful wife, beautiful child uh, named Lucy. And um, yeah, like I said, uh, Barbecue Fest, where you were just talking about that before the break. I will be down there. We'll be cooking for four days. And, uh, we'll be have- winning. We'll be win- I don't know if I'll be winning, oh, okay. but I will be, uh, I will be uh, having a great enjoying time with friends it. and yeah. family. Yes, yes. Enjoying the view down there. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, uh, Jamie, let's talk a little bit about disability insurance. I've been in the business for about 10 years now, and uh, we've worked closely together. And I know you're, you know, around our office at least, uh, uh, one of the experts when it comes to disability insurance, a guy that everyone goes and asks questions about. Uh, but folks out there that, you know, may be listening today, they don't necessarily know a whole lot about disability insurance. It's not something that gets a lot of press. There's not a lot of glossy media coverage about disability insurance. There's not a lot of commercials about it. So why do you think that is? Why do you think this is an issue that you know is out there that a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to in the world of financial services? Quite frankly, it's not fun to talk about to realize that you could be ill or that you could be injured. Um, however, if you really think hard, a lot of people have somebody that they know that has missed time from work due to being sick. And I'm not talking about just out for a week. Uh, when we talk about a long-term disability, we mean being out of work for more than 90 days. And a lot of times when people think of long-term disability, they might think of somebody who might have uh, had a horrific accident and been laid up in the hospital for the rest of their lives. But many times that's not the case. Many times it's just you're out of work for several months due to something like cancer or a back injury or kind of like, you know, Jason injuring your neck a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was no fun. No, it wasn't. And you had an experience with it. And I think a lot of people out there have had, they at least know somebody that's had an experience with it. So, um, you know, what do, what do people need to be looking about when it comes to looking at a their disability coverage? You know, most people are covered with a group policy that, that I talk to. So, um, you know, what, what are the differences between an individual policy and a group policy? Um, and, and what do people need to know when they're when they're making the decision on do they have enough coverage? Do they have the right policy? Are they protected? Yeah, the the main thing is that are you protected? Because if you're out of work, well, then your money's not coming in, and it's going to be really hard to pay your bills to be able to do the things in life that you're going to want to do. Uh, you mentioned group group disability insurance, and many people work for an employer that may provide that as a benefit. If you do, it's very important that you talk to the person at your job who administers that plan so you can understand the details of that plan. Many times group disability insurance plans will cover about 60% of your income. So you get disabled, you're out of work, then you get 60% of your income. However, many times that income is then taxed. So depending on what your taxable income is, uh, will be less than 60%. So a lot of times, even if you have a group policy, we recommend to get a supplemental policy on top of that because we want to protect as much disability, excuse me, protect as much of your income as you possibly can. Okay. Well, I know uh, I know one thing that when we're talking to folks that one reason this doesn't come up a lot is because it's never going to happen to me. Right. You know, this is the, you know, I'm not, I, I can, I can grasp the concept of, of one day I'll die. Everybody, that's a hundred percent chance of that happening. But the chances of me becoming dis- disabled is perceived to be 
relatively slim. So do you find that to be the case? I mean, that people have that same feeling and what, what kind of advice would you give if you come in thinking that way? Well, first off, I'd share the statistic that in a uh, 1998 report from the Senate Financial Committee, seven out of 10 people between ages 35 and 65 will become disabled for three months or longer. Wow. So 77 out of 10, seven out of 10 ages, 35 to 65 will suffer some sort of long-term disability longer than 90 days. So like I said, not, not, not going to be years and years, but at least be out of work for 90 days. So the reality is that thought of, Oh, it's not going to happen to me. And when I got a 70, me personally, I have a 70% chance of that happening between now and the day I'm 65. Correct. Wow. I did not know that. It's, it's a big deal. I think it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, as far as the, you know, they don't, they don't want to think about it, but it is something that they need to consider. Um, you know, a lot of people work for companies like FedEx and, or, you know, the government and they have coverage provided for them. What about those folks out there that may own their own business or maybe independent contractors or 1099 guys that, um, you know, they don't necessarily work under an umbrella of a corporation. What do they need to be looking at? Uh, maybe even more so than someone that works at FedEx. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. They really need to look at getting uh, their own individual policy. Like I mentioned before, if you have group plans, you can get a supplemental individual policy that you own on top of that. But if you don't have any type of group coverage, um, by and large, one of my first recommendations I give anybody, regardless what your career is, is to have some type of coverage that you can get. Uh, and that's what you know we do as advisors is help them find what's going to be a good fit for them. Uh, some people who have specialties, maybe like a surgeon or a dentist, are going to need something that has much more specific definitions than somebody like us who works in an office every single day. However, the important thing is that you have coverage that's going to be a good fit for you. Okay. Now, as a business owner, as a business owner, um, if they were to get disability insurance, would it be a smart idea for them to write that off on their taxes? I mean, can they do that? Uh, well, first off, when it comes to writing things on their taxes, I recommend that they talk to their tax professional, their CPA. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, when I, I usually recommend that uh, people do not write off any premiums they pay towards any type of insurance because that could therefore make any benefit you get taxable. Ah, okay. So a business owner looking to get a tax deduction <laughs> for buying disability insurance doesn't sound like it's a, it could come back and, and bite him one day if he were to ever – Correct need to go on claim for that. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and, and you mentioned something a second ago, Jamie, that I know is a big deal when we're you know talking to the insurance carriers out there that do disability insurance. And one thing that's constantly changing and evolving is you know what you said a second ago, and that was the definition of disability. And so, any insurance contract or insurance policy is a contract, and so that the definition of disability is important when someone's looking at their coverage, especially in the in, in the industries that you mentioned earlier. You know medical, you know, those highly specialized things that people do as careers. So what about the definition of disability? Does someone need to know as they're looking at these contracts and deciding what they need to do for their family? Um, yes. There's a big difference between an any occupation definition of disability and an own occupation definition of dis- disability insurance. So if you have a specialty, whether it's you're an engineer and you work with a particular type of tool or you're a doctor and you perform certain type of procedures – um, if you cannot perform those certain procedures, but you can maybe sit at a desk and do paperwork or teach, well, then you want to have that own occupation definition of disability insurance versus in any, which just says, hey, look, I can't work any job because I'm so sick or so ill. Um, it's really going to depend on what your specific situation is of what definition you need and what we'd recommend for a client. Uh, but 
not all disability contracts are created the same, and that's what we're for is to help uh, you know navigate those waters of the confusing world of disability insurance. I agree with that. I know. Uh, I know one of the things that that can get kind of muddy is the language of all the things that you can add on to any insurance policy. So if I'm going to look at you know, purchasing myself a disability insurance policy, what are some of the the basic things that I would want to make sure that I understood, some basic language inside of a disability insurance policy that I understood? Well, first off, there's the elimination period, which says, when does this kick in? Okay. So we mentioned 90 days. That's usually the sweet spot of a disability contract. You can extend a bit, uh, an elimination period out further to maybe reduce the cost of the contract. So you could say... I want my elimination period to be 180 days. And so that means it won't pay? For six months. Okay. Or you can even do an entire year is the latest. So 365 days elimination period before it really starts kicking in. That's one thing. Second is the benefit period. How long is it going to pay you? <clears throat> For young people, I usually recommend get something that's going to protect you to age 65 or to age 67. For those people that might be you know closer to that age range, they might need or somebody who already has enough assets where they may not need to protect it that long, they may only need a five- or a ten-year benefit period. So that's extremely important to know what your benefit period is, as well as uh, a cost-of-living increase. I'm in my mid-30s. If I was to get disabled today, I want my benefit, but I don't want it to stay at the same amount it is in my mid-30s. I'm going to want to have a cost-of-living increase. So each year as I was able to get that benefit, then my uh, it's going to increase as you know, I age and get old like Jason over here. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, good deal. Uh, well, you know, everyone, we're listening to AM 990, uh, the voice of Memphis. Uh, this is Talk Money, prov- sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. Uh, appreciate everyone being here this morning. And listen, Jamie, as as you're talking about disability insurance, I, you know, the the big thing that, uh, that I talk about when we're talking about clients, because I know the three of us have worked a lot with uh, medical professionals, and that's a, that's an industry where Someone has to go to college, then they have to go to medical school, and then they may have to do up to another seven years after that of specialized training. So disability insurance for them is important because it protects them. um, It it protects all those years of training that they have. Are are there policies that are designed, and what features does someone in that world need to really focus on? Well, first off, like we talked about, own occupation being probably the most important part of it, that they're protecting that specific um, specialty that they may have. Um, second of all, very important for, for any young person is to have what we call a future purchase option, meaning you qualify for the amount of coverage of what you earn. So somebody who may be a young professional in their 30s, maybe even their early 40s, hopefully they're going to be making a whole lot more money later on in their career. We don't know what's going to happen to their health 10 years from now. So we want to lock in that future ability to buy more coverage. So a lot of the contracts that we write for those cases do have that specific rider. And in insurance uh, lingo, the term rider means a little bit more extra benefit that you pay for. So uh, it is important for any young professional to have that future purchase option rider that they can buy more coverage as they get older. Yeah, and I know that when we're talking with doctors, and Jason, you know, you, you taught me a lot of this over a decade ago. <clears throat> But, you know, when and you're talking with the doctor that they've been through all of this training, it's important that that own occupation rider be on there because if if they can't be a doctor, they need to, they deserve a benefit. They need to be compensated for all the effort they put in and all that training. And so even if they can go and, and be a professor or do another type of career, they still deserve to be compensated for um, the, their ability and their training that they've done all of those years in order to become a, 
a hand surgeon. So, well, I think that I think that's the case for for anybody, no matter what your profession is. If you've if you've sought out counsel and you've purchased a product that's supposed to replace your income, whether you're a surgeon or whether you're somebody who's you know working hourly somewhere, well, you really deserve to have have your income replaced. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I was about to say. Even though you may not be a hand surgeon, it's important that you uh, have this income replacement in place to protect you if you can't do your job. So whether you're, yes. you know, um, at FedEx or, yeah. or AutoZone or somewhere like that, and you have to use your mind and you sit in a desk all day and that's all you do. You don't have to do any physical, like, you know, any sort of uh, acute physical um, procedures. It, it's still, I mean, there's a lot of disabilities out there that can affect that person's income. And so it, it doesn't matter if you're a hand surgeon or anything else. It's just we know that those medical professionals, you know, provide a, or need a little bit extra yes. uh, sensitivity when it comes to, to uh, looking at their disability insurance. So yeah. um, and now I also know that <clears throat> most people don't realize, Jamie, the value of their income over the long period of time. They see it as what they're earning this year. They don't really calculate the fact that well, I'm, I'll have the capacity to earn this for 30 or 40 years. So when you look at the value of the asset that is your income, it is probably the largest asset that any one of us uh, have. Would you yeah, agree with my, that? my earning potential over my career, much larger asset than my house. Sure. Than your anything car. That I have, than my car. And we get car insurance because... We're supposed to, and most of us have home on, home on, home insurance, so mm-hmm. we don't even think about that. We just do it. But when it comes to our income, we tend to, to maybe put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I've always found that to be interesting. Well, that's awesome, and uh, you know, Jamie, I appreciate you being here, and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this. I know it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but uh, you know, it is something that people need to consider. But let's take a quick break, and we're going to listen to the Osgood file. We'll come back and talk to Jamie Cochran a little bit more about Stay the Stay tuned. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Get our ratings up. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It's Talk Money on AM 990, the voice of Memphis, sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. We're here today talking with Jamie Cochran about uh, disability insurance. And like we said before, this isn't the most exciting thing. I know Keith is on the radio every week talking about, you know, the market. Purchase, and, buy, buy, yeah, yeah things like Russia, that, whatever. The stuff that we know. That you know, we know, we just don't, right. yeah, we just don't spout it out like Keith does. Exactly. You know, we don't need to show off like that. We, we don't need to show our Mensa card. Or no, yeah, like I, mean, I mean, we're, we're, we know what we've got and that's good enough for us. You, you think they believe us? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time <laughs> believing you guys. We usually have meetings with Keith prior to the radio show, prior to his meetings with us, and say, look, just just say this. Right. Don't make yourself look silly. Just say <laughs> this, man. Okay? Yeah. Don't get caught up in all that, you know, other stuff. Just right. say what we tell you to say, and you'll be fine. And, uh, you know, I'm going to start billing him for all those hours that we spend preparing him for the radio show. I'm really getting tired of carrying the company myself, yeah. too. I mean, now, Jim, the ra- yeah. Jim, he's got it together. We don't, he doesn't need any help. No, yeah, he's, he is set. <laughs> Yes. Mr. Shoemaker, I'm pretty sure, is probably, they make a commercial about him. He's like the coolest guy in the world. Right, yeah. You know? Uh, He's the coolest guy I know. Yeah, they make t-shirts. I've got one. Do you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I think I went to to, uh, Halloween as Mr. Shoemaker one time. (laughs) All right, we're done sucking up. So (laughs) let's get back to to Jamie and uh, talk talk to him a little bit more about disability insurance. So, uh, Jason, go ahead and I know you have a question. Yeah, I have a quick question uh, regarding... uh, Insurance that you get through your work. I know that uh, 
there are times when the the definitions there are a little restrictive and and there's some things there that that are kind of confusing in the policy. A lot of employer employers don't know about their group insurance when it comes to some of the restrictions. What are the things that you've seen out there that uh, we should be most mindful of? Okay, first off, uh, like we talked about earlier, any versus own occupation definition of disability, own meaning right. you can earn money doing something else if you can't do what you were specifically trained for, or any occupation, what it means if you can't do anything, it's it's going to pay you meaning you can't go earn an income doing anything else. So if I go earn an income, what happens? You're not getting your benefit. Okay, so I have to pick either go work or be on claim. Correct, if okay. that's a, if that's a any occupation. Any occupation, okay. Um, so what I see a lot of times, if we're looking at a group contract that someone ha- may has through their employer, first off, there's the definition like we just talked about, the any versus own. Also, many times those may have a two-year uh, two limitation for mental and nervous disorders. Now, nobody's out there saying, I plan on getting a mental disorder or plan on having a nervous breakdown. However, that is a very large um, uh, segment of initial claims. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said that that's the, the biggest claims that they're having out there, the disability insurance companies uh, on these individual plans, is is the, the mental and nervous side of it. And it's, like you said, no one thinks that's just going to happen to them, but... Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just you're you're in a straitjacket. You know, no, it, no. I mean, there's there's some things that mentally, you know, that happen to folks that they just cannot go to work and they cannot be at full capacity. So it's it's ve- that mental nervous stuff is very important when it comes to looking at the definitions of the policy. Yeah, I, and I and I've seen that with some some members of my own family. You know, having to go through something like that. So first off, uh, many of the group plans have a two year limitation on that. Um, also, um, group plans may not be portable. Now, when I use that term portable, that means let's say you're working at a corporation here in Memphis and you get hired to go work at another corporation across town. That other corporation that you get hired for may not offer you any group coverage, but nobody really decides on their job based on am I going to get disability coverage. You're taking it because you want the new job or you're getting a raise or or whatever. Um, However, a lot of times once you leave a company, you cannot take that benefit with you. Hmm. Okay. That's different than the investment side of it. A lot of times if you've been participating in a 401k and you leave a company, you can usually roll over what you've put in and and you keep that. However, with the insurances, there's very few instances where you can take that with you. So it's very important to know if you have portable benefits through your employer. Yeah, And and, and if you don't or, uh, you know, if it's not portable, which I've seen very few group policies that are portable. Most of them stay with the people where they work. Uh, if you if you don't have portable group benefits, you know, just getting into the math just for a half a second, what what does someone need to look at as far as you know? I have a group plan at work. What what do I need to look at as far as a percentage of my income that I need to replace maybe on an individual policy? Do I need to replace? Is you know what what are the percentages that I need to look at? Yeah, usually when I'm doing a plan for a client, we try to protect we try to protect as much as we possibly can. Sure. Usually that number gets up around seventy five percent of their income. Like I said earlier, most group benefits are 60%. That then usually gets taxed. So that's why we recommend supplemental policies to make up that difference to try to get you up to that 75%. So if you were to leave one company and go somewhere else and you have a supplemental policy and you do have that future purchase option like we discussed earlier, you can exercise that and have better coverage um, when you go to some place that may not give you any type of group coverage. I know that was a little confusing yeah, that, <laughs> for, for but, the people. But out I understand there, but. what you're saying. Well, let me let me ask a let me ask a question on 
I got. I guess I have two questions. One is, how hard is it to get? Uh, long-term disability insurance is can be very hard to get. The underwriting is quite strict. Um, a lot of times, we have clients who may go through uh, the underwriting, and when we say underwriting, that means an insurance company looks at your health history. They may require you to do a physical. You have to answer a lot of whole. You have to answer a lot of health questions. They look at your, you know, any prescriptions that you may have filled within the last several years. And um, for instance, is uh, somebody who might be a dentist, and they may have had a, a surgery on their wrist right. just last year. Well, that could be a big red flag, and so that insurance company may say, "Okay, we'll cover you, but we're not going to cover any recurring thing that happens to that risk." I got you. So if you're in, if you're in, you know, good health, good shape, go ahead and and try your hardest to get what you can now because it seems like the for the most part today is the healthiest you're going to be sure we're all just going to get older tomorrow and we're that that you know much less one healthy. day closer to, to, to a malady my, my wife for instance uh we i got in this business when we were both 29 years old right we got insurances and uh she got a good solid plan of long-term disability okay uh, she's an architect she's a trained professional sure uh a year and a half ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, and she's doing fine now. But she was my first claim of long-term disability insurance with wow. my own wife. Wow. Um, but amazing, she was on claim for about a year, and we're about to actually increase the amount of coverage because she's back to work. She's doing great. Even though we were on claim, we locked in that benefit gotcha. when she was 29 years old. And, you know, So you can healthier. increase coverage because you had that future purchase option Correct. on there. Her income's gone up now, and they don't ask any questions. They're not going to ask about her nope. cancer Doesn't or anything like that? Wow. Doesn't matter. All she has to do is say, hey, I'm looking more money because it's been, you know, seven years later. Wow. That is, that's interesting. Yeah, no, and it, you know, it's one of those things you never think is going to happen to you, but it, it, you need yeah, you're it, a but... story where it happens. Yeah. Yep. What, what about for business owners? Um, let <coughs> If if I'm a if I'm a small business owner, I know we talked a little bit about coverage for that, and I find myself in and I'm a I'm disabled now. I can't go into the office anymore, but the office needs me to generate revenue, to do things, to keep the lights on, to keep. I have seven yeah. or eight great employees that I don't want to see go anywhere. I'm going to get better. I'm going to come back. What? Is there anything that can help my my business out during that stage? For some business owners, we recommend disability overhead insurance. Okay. So we've been talking about individual long term disability, which replaces your income. However, if you're if you're a you know business owner and you have people working for you, uh, that business overhead insurance ends up it keeps the lights on. It keeps you being able to pay your payroll. Um, it, it it keeps usually their contracts written with a very large monthly benefit. That can last anywhere from a year to a two years. Okay. So that way, let's say um, you're, you're a business owner, it gives you that overhead so you can say, all right, I, I might bring in another guy to replace me for a while. Okay. Or, you know what, I'm going to keep this office open for a little bit longer, and I know I need to sell this business. But giving yourself two years is going to give you a whole lot more time to be able to negotiate a good sale for your business versus having a fire sale, fire, yeah, fire sale. sale. And, and, and we've, and we've all seen, seen that happen. And yeah. the listeners out there, I'm sure have, uh, you know, seen somebody have to go through something like that where they got sick, they didn't have any way to replace the income and they had to sell their business just to keep the, just to keep, uh, just to pay their, know, pay the bills, yeah. pay yeah. their bills. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we've talked for a long time about this. Uh, and this is not an easy topic. This is not something that is, uh, readily known and there's not a lot of information out there to help people make a decision so i'm going to go ahead and you know you know if, if anyone has a question out there to the i'm going to endorse jamie to, to answer those questions and you can reach jamie at 901-757-5757 or at his email at 
Jay Cochran, J-C-O-C-H-R-A-N at shoemakerfinancial.com. And Jamie can help you, uh, you know, deal with this complicated issue that may may need to be looked at. And it's something that you need to look at, uh, you know, not, not necessarily all the time, but it's worth having a financial professional looking at. So, Jamie, I know we talked about barbecue a little bit ago, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm a big guy. Uh, I <laughs> love barbecue. I love to cook barbecue. Uh, I, uh, I, my mom was actually pregnant with me. At the very first Memphis in May barbecue contest, and so I have the smoke, I have the pork literally running through my veins before I was even born. I, so, I believe that yes. pork running through your veins. I can see, I can see <laughs> yeah, evidence of that. It is. Yeah. My it, first memory was the 1984 uh, barbecue festival, and I still have a T-shirt from that. Nice. And, uh, cool. uh, I think it went down to my ankles at that time since I was a little kid running around. But um, yeah. we still we still have that T-shirt in my house. Now, so, have you been doing it? I mean, how long have you been doing it? I mean, I've been on a team now for I think six or seven years. Okay. So uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a blast. Uh, I really enjoy cooking, and I know Tal enjoys cooking. We we share uh, we share some secrets every now and yeah. then. He's he's not let me into his. Jamie his, and I text pictures back and forth. And, uh, you know, it's not like it sounds, but uh, we're, 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 we're always uh, barbecue pictures, barbecue pictures. Yes. We're, we're, you know, yeah. hey, man, look at this ham that I saw the other day. And uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know what that says about really myself. Weird. I need to yeah. probably evaluate that. Yes. But Jamie, yeah, I made some I made some homemade pastrami, uh, cured it, smoked it myself, brought Tal a sample that I thought he was going to take home to his wife and kid. Yeah. No, and, I, and I came back and I was it. like, hey, man, uh, did they like it? And he said, no, I ate it. He, That's just, a snack. he ate it at his desk yeah. like they were Skittles. Pastrami Skittles. I have yeah. cold cuts laying around that I eat uh, occasionally. But <laughs> yeah. my wife, you know, they, they don't enjoy it as much as I do. So I wouldn't. I, uh, it I may went on say something, that. Tal, if a hobby of yours, and Jamie, you too. I mean, if, if a hobby of yours is curing and preparing your own meat, that may be time to check some things. I mean, like, do you, you supplement? <laughs> yeah, you may be <laughs> liking food too much. Yeah, well, that's okay. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other radio show. That's Dr. Laura or someone else. Okay, all right. That, we'll but, talk about that later. Uh, actually, it's healthier for you to do that. See? Because oh, you yeah, eat I less. Well, I could get on my set yeah, box. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Jamie, real quick, one hint out there for the folks that are firing up the grill this weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. It, they want to make the best rack of ribs they've ever made in their life. Give them one hint that can help push them to the next level when it comes to cooking a rack of ribs. I know you do it a lot. I know you practice. I know you guys are. Uh, other than other than just just giving up and coming over to my house, <laughs> the, the other best I, advice I could. Are I you could inviting everyone to your house? Yeah, I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> I live uh, right next door to Jason Harrington. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I would say best advice is do it how you want to do it and tell everybody to leave you alone. Okay. Uh, it's all about it's all about how you like it and having fun. Okay. I tell you, I could give you a good tip to the listeners out there on how to eat some a rack of ribs. Right, that's you're, about all. I'm the expert eater. You are. Yes, you are. And I know you want to make fun of my weight all the time, but you know you're not exactly. No, I'm a, not you know, a sprite. Stick yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. not, yeah. But well, guys, I appreciate it, Jamie. I appreciate you being with us today and uh, all the information you shared. And again, if anyone has questions for Jamie, uh, not related to barbecue, we'll, we'll leave that to his <laughs> personal side. But about insurance or financial planning at all, call call Jamie at nine zero one. Seven five seven five seven five seven. We're gonna take a minute and uh, check on our Miss Rebecca. She gives us the Mid South moment. Welcome back. This is Talk Money on AM nine ninety, the Voice of Memphis. Yeah, sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. That sounded good. All right, good deal. Well, we got Haley Kemp in the studio with us now, and uh, Haley, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and coming and talking with us. Uh, we, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, I know you spend all your day, uh, really talking to people about the career and helping people decide whether or not this industry 
is something that, that may be an opportunity that they want to explore. And so, you know, when you're out there talking to folks, what do you tell them as far as what it's like to be a financial advisor? I mean, what is life like, you know, doing um, the things that we do every day? What, what are you telling folks? Well, it is a very challenging career to get into, um, especially if you're a career changer. You have no idea what you're coming into. Um, with economic downturns, that could be something that you would be, you know, skeptical about. Um, the expectations of your client, they can outpace reality. So, um, but it's a very rewarding career that you can get into. Um, the main challenge is to integrate, you know, client meetings, prospect meetings, office with um, office work. It's kind of like juggling mm-hmm. um, and making sure none of those balls actually drop. Um, the goal is to schedule three or four client meetings and then um, spend the rest of your time prospecting and working on your financial plans with them. Um, so, Putting together investment plans, and that's mainly exact, uh, kind of what you're going to be doing in your free time instead of with the ma- meetings and things like that. So it, it, there's a lot of autonomy in, in our world. You gotta, you're, the, you're responsible for keeping all those plates spinning or balls in the air if you're a juggler. Exactly. So I, I know that that can be liberating to some to, to be their own boss, uh, and it could be maybe a little weird for others who've ne- who've been in a structured environment and now they come into this world where they know their task and they know what they've got to get done, but it's up to them to go get it done. H- how do you coach somebody through that in the interview process? Well, with, with our managing directors backing someone that has no idea what they're coming into, with their training and things like that, it's going to walk them step by step, kind of like holding their hand, um, explaining to them, you know, what the day-to-day is going to look like. Um, what kind of prospect meetings exactly look like. Uh, it's just a step-by-step process. You're going to have the mentorship to where okay. you're not going to be out in the open. If I if I came into it t- tomorrow, I would be completely lost. And so that's why we have our managing directors backing the new career people that are coming in. Okay. Awesome. Well, everyone, you're listening to AM 990, the, the voice of Memphis. This is Talk Money, sponsored by Shoemaker Financials. Shoemaker Financials been providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service since 1978. It's not about the plan. It's the results. And we're talking today with Haley Kemp about uh, the career and what it's like to be a financial advisor. Um, you know, when you're talking to people and you you do a lot of the interviews uh, for the folks that are considering this as a career, you know, what are some skills that you're looking for for people to have? I mean, if I'm trying to think about this being a possibility for me, you know, what what uh, if I have some, what skills do I need to have? in order for this career to be a good possibility for me? We're not actually looking for someone with a finance degree or an insurance and risk management degree. Um, A lot of people do because they come in right out of college looking for something like this. I know Jason has a fancy degree from New York City about with (laughs) finance and everything. So are you saying that it's not necessarily, you know, they don't need to know the stock market inside and out. They don't have to have an exactly. MBA or anything They don't have like to that. be from Wall Street? No, that's oh, okay. not exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for someone that can sit down with a client and have that good communication with them one-on-one, um, being able to listen and get all the fact-finding that they actually need to put the plans together, um, very goal-oriented, someone that's just a people person that is not afraid to get out of their comfort zone and go out and go to mixers or put on seminars, things like that. So we're not necessarily looking for most people from finance backgrounds. They're more analytical and we're not necessarily looking for analytical people. We're looking for people that are just going to jump around and the connectors, the people that can attract Mm -hmm. 
attract relationships. Exactly. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and those guys rely on Jason and I to do all the head work for them and, you know, all the analytical stuff because mm-hmm. of our experience. But, you know, we, we help manage the, the – Jason and I help manage the new guys that are, are with the firm and girls that are with the firm. Um, and, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, going over this communication thing and, and helping them get better at communicating. I know Jason and I, uh, as managing directors, do a lot of training just on how to more effectively communicate. So I think I think you're right that, that it's not necessarily we're looking for a financial uh, acumen that's better than anyone else, but it needs to be it needs to be something that uh, they can really they can talk to people. So, um, you know, college college. Guys are graduating. It's almost May. I know I'm going to a college graduation uh, in two weeks um, to see. Tyner my... is she? Is it no? She she, she's not. She's not. She's graduating. Uh, I don't know what she's graduating, but she's. I haven't paid for anything yet. So okay, she's, so she's, she's only not, two. But she's only two. Okay. My, my wife's cousin is graduating, and so there's a lot of folks out there that may be looking for a career uh, that are about to graduate college. Um, you know, what are some things that attract college students to our career? What What about our career uh, makes this an attractive position for them? Well, back in the day, a lot of people just were looking for that eight to five job, nine to five job, just coming in and going out, you know, getting paid for that. Our main goal for people that are coming out of college, they're looking for the flexibility. They're looking for growth opportunity, stability, professional training programs because they're coming out with only class oriented things. And so um, I know when I got out of college, I wasn't looking for something, you know, nine to five to where I couldn't go and play baseball or with my family or anything like that. It was just one of those things that some people look for. And a lot of the college grads that they have that mindset now to where they're wanting the flexibility to where if they need to leave early on a day or take a child to daycare, anything like that, especially for newlyweds coming out of college, they're looking for that flexibility. And I think that with the financial advisor position that comes with it. Awesome. What about, uh, I, I met with a guy yesterday that uh, he had he had pursued his career. He had been successful, um, and he had in order for him to have the measure of success that he had, he had to go from one place to the next to the next. And he had found himself over the last four or five years in four or five different jobs, sort of chasing the next good opportunity. He had had a, a business he was recently with that was doing great, but then they had some financial troubles and they, they had to close down. Uh, and so he found himself unemployed. What What is the stability level out there for financial advisors today? I mean, as far as staying put and growing and, and being in one place for a long time. In my opinion, I, th- I feel like the financial advising position is a very stable um, career change, especially if it if the economy is good, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great career but obviously you know when the economic turn downturns and things like that are happening you're helping all your clients deal with your asset protection and preservation they're they're not going to be just completely putting you out on the street they're actually going to be coming to you more to make sure that you're doing that for them so we have opportunity as financial advisors i think that is important how we see that all the time that we have we have financial we have opportunities to work and counsel our clients in both when the market's doing great, uh, but even more so when the market's not doing so great, people are a little nervous and more anxious and gives us the opportunity to lock arms with them even more so in, in times like that. Yeah, yeah, and it is your business, and so it is what you put into it. And so if you, you, know, if you feel like you're comfortable with when it's an economic downturn, you're going to feel comfortable reaching out to all your clients and making sure that they're comfortable in their situation. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, Haley, we're going to come right back and, and finish up with you and talk to you a little bit more. But uh, before we before we do that, let's uh, take a quick uh, market watch and check on the traffic weather around the city. Welcome back to Talk Money, sponsored by Shoemaker Financial. We're talking with Haley Kemp, the main recruiter at Shoemaker Financial. And Haley, I want to ask a quick question uh, before we, we wrap up today. Um, what's the next step for someone who may be looking to, to move into the career? I mean, what, what would be the next thing they need to, to uh, consider? Uh, first, they would reach out to me, obviously. Um, the one thing that people are mainly concerned with when coming into something like this is their training program. Um, Shoemaker's is Four years long, it's second to none. Uh, you've got your two managing directors backing you. You've got all your senior advisors there to ask any questions to. Um, the mentorship lasts a year long with Shoemaker, and that's you're paired up. You're going on cold calling, not cold necessarily cold calling, but you're going on client meetings and things like that um, for your first year. And with the products that we offer, we've got over 100 ones that we can offer. Um, and then our platform, we have um, all of our experts upstairs. So when you're coming into this business, you're worried about, you don't know anything about stocks and bonds and things like that, investments, insurance. You have all those people upstairs backing you to ask any questions to help you put the plans together. And then um, the compensation falls with that. We have a very competitive uh, starting compensation. So, um, it's a financial assistance through your first four years. Sure. So if somebody is, if somebody's out there and says, you know, hmm, I wonder if I could, you know, counsel some people about in regards to financial planning, talk to them, then these are the things that they should be looking, looking at. If they're looking at other places, looking at Shoemaker Financial, how's training match up? How does compensation compete? How is, uh, how, am I going to be on my own? Exactly. You know, who's going to help me? build this business and build this practice. And that's ma- that's one main question I get in interviews is about the training process because main- I'm looking for career changers and people come out of college and they have no idea what to do with a financial advisor. And so that's their comfort when I tell them about our training program. Sure. Good. Awesome. Well, well, Haley, I appreciate you, you being here with us today. And I, I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy decision to decide uh, to, to change careers and so, uh, you know, if people out there want to talk to you, they can reach you at 901-757-5757, and you can help them, um, you know, decide whether or not this is an opportunity that they want to pursue. And uh, I appreciate everything you do for Jason and I on a daily basis yes. and talk to people and kind of carry our flag for us. So we, we appreciate what you do. But, Jason, we we got to kind of wrap up here. What would you think? Um, I thought you did great. Not as good as great. not as good as Haley. Haley, oh, uh, yeah. Haley stole the show, so yeah, we appreciate you for being here. I'm doing a bow right now. If yes, you can tell. yeah, yes, <laughs> a nice little bow. Well, you think we got a career at this? I think we do. I think it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, you know, what about you? Let's get our own radio show. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, is there space art for us? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so I mean, we're here. My we, main. We we'll, get some sponsors and yeah. do this on a weekly basis. Three or four hours a week. Uh, yeah, why not? A day. Yeah. We can do yeah. it like we can do podcasts. We can do the whole nine. Yeah, we can be online. Syndicated. Right, yeah. We're going to be syndicated, syndicated across the country and country. the world. Right. I think people want to hear what we have to say. I think so. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear more what you have to <laughs> okay, say. Okay, well, I, good. I, me, me filling up an hour worth yeah. of talking, I can do that. That's why you're here. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Uh, I want you to, I, I do want to, I do want to ask you a question. Okay. And, and I, I want you to tell me more. Uh, I, I we had we've had a chance to talk about disability insurance. We mm-hmm. talked about you know becoming a financial advisor, but I definitely want to hear more about 
last night at the Grizzlies game. I, I do want to hear about that because I've I've only been to one playoff game. Right. First off, were your seats good? Yeah. No, we had great seats. We're in the club level. It was awesome. We had good seats and. Uh, it's it's an awesome atmosphere. I, I've been to a lot of sporting events. I've been to the SEC championship when the great Alabama yes, I was won the with SEC you. championship, and that was an awesome experience. But nothing compares to the Grizzlies, the Grindhouse, the FedEx Forum. On the, the, towels. Night, the towels. It looks the great on TV. Streamers. Yeah, it, it is awesome. Maybe one day you'll get to go. Maybe one day, yeah. Maybe yeah. you'll invite me. I well, mean, you always seem to have tickets, and I never get let's invited. Let's not get carried away. Well, listen, yeah. guys, we appreciate you being with us today at Talk Money. Um, we want to thank Art Frederick for being our producer. And uh, we want to we want to thank uh, Francis Fortner for producing this. We want to thank Jim for giving us the opportunity. And next week we're going to have David Land at Advantage Capital. Thank you. And we also want to uh, thank for we want to thank Haley and Jamie for being here too. I appreciate uh, you guys being here, uh, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to join you, Tal. I mean, I, this is fun. I mean, let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.